הרי אני מקשר עצמי לכל הצדיקים האמיתים של דורנו, ולכל הצדיקים האמיתים שוכנע אף הקדוש משבר עצמה. ובבחן רבנו הקדוש צדיק יסוד עולם נחה נובע מכוח חוכמה. רבנו נחמן פגם את שמחה נע נח נחמן נחמן אומן זכותו תגן עלינו ועל כל ישראל אמן. ברוך השם today we have two very special conversations in שיחות הר"ן. Conversations 
If you don't receive a test within 30 days, you shall know that Hashem almost is, is in the aspect of forgetting you. Um, I think it's along those ideas that Hashem has forgotten you. Um, deep stuff, I forget where, it's probably the Bachot, if I'm not mistaken, but um, this subject of uh, what do you call Hashem being close to you sometimes comes through suffering, and we have to understand that. And it's a very big paradox that we should not wrap our heads around. We should accept it in simplicity. So Rabbeinu says, if yes, they take away my health, that means Hashem is taking away my health. And if Hashem is taking away something from me, that means He's close to me. And if God forbid sometimes, God forbid some, uh, Hashem takes away one of my children. Who's taking it away? Hashem. And Rabbeinu is speaking personally here. Of course, Rabbeinu was suffering with tuberculosis. Um... And of course, Rabenu lost multiple children. But yet, in Rabenu's eyes, he's saying, Who takes away from me? Hashem. Rabenu said, Even when the greatest suffering hits me, I'm still happy because I know it's Hashem Ibach who's doing it for me. And I know that everything Hashem Ibach does is good. Imken Adraba. If that's the case, Adraba, on the contrary, Hashem Ibach is now closer than ever to you. Because in Olamaba, one is closer to Hashem Ibach. By the way, this has to play with an idea. It seems like the last line, what, what's the last line doing there? What do they mean in Olam Abba, you're closer to Hashem? Okay, great. What's that coming to teach you about suffering? What is suffering going to do with Olam Abba? Rabbi Nachman saying, actually, when you're engaged in suffering, in Lesson 65, Rabbeinu teaches us, and by the way, this entire teaching over here is hidden in Torah, Samechev, Likutem Oran. When you are uh, suffering, you close your eyes, essentially. When you're in pain, the natural instinct is to close your eyes. For example, someone's, uh, God forbid, punches another person. When you're getting punched, you're closing your eyes because that pain um, seals you off from the world. Essentially, what that means is when you're in pain, you're shutting your eyes off from the world because the only way to draw a, a purpose to that pain is to bind yourself to the world, to come, is to bind yourself to Hashem, to realize that there's a purpose within that pain. That's what minimizes the suffering. When you have that, that Hashem Ibach is the one doing your suffering, when God is the one in control, and we know that God is good, He's ultimately good, everything He does is good, we close our eyes because we are closer to Hashem Ibach. We close our eyes off from the desires of this world. And of course, because Olam Abba is this idea of Eden, Ayin Eden, the eye has never seen it. Meaning you're closing your eyes, you're entering that aspect, that, that level, that vision, which the eye has never seen, that level of Olam Abba in order to bring yourself um, to that dad, that understanding within the suffering. It's a very deep lesson, and of course it goes much deeper. Much, much deeper. But Rabbi Nachman explains a natural instinct, according to the Torah, according to the Sod, as to why um, a person closes his eyes when he's in pain. Especially physical pain, this is true. So Rabbeinu says, because in Ramadan we're closer to Hashem Bach, but... That sign of Olam is whenever Hashem Bach takes away something from you. Because when you're in health, when you're lacking health, God forbid, or someone, or Hashem Bach takes away something from you, you, your, what do you call it? Your soul is closer to leaving the body. And when your soul is closer to leaving the body, you're closer to the aspect of Olam the world to come, which means you're closer to Hashem. So, it's funny. A lot of the times we experience suffering and we get angry and stuff like this, but actually, that suffering is a sign of closeness to Hashem. 
we should cherish it. It's just very difficult, of course. The main reason why we can't do that is because we don't have that within the suffering. We don't have consciousness. We're not aware within the suffering. If we were aware that Hashem Bach is in charge and He's the one doing this and orchestrating this, we would actually be tremendously happy because we know Hashem Bach is with us and that, of course, God is doing everything for the good, for our good. And uh, hopefully Hashem Bach should instill that consciousness within us so that in the good times and in what we'd call the bad times, we realize that actually they are not bad at all. They are actually good. It was the year 5570, Parashat Noach, 1809, um, on the Shabbat of Parashat Noach, or on the week of Parashat Noach, we entered Rabbeinu's uh, house um, at night as, as it was customary for us to do. And now Rabbeinu responded, or he, he declared, he said like this, that which I do with you guys is something small in my eyes, something small before me. So it is really your task that you guys need to do this. It's not me. My task is something different. This is your thing. Meaning what? What is his kavanah? like this. Abenu's intention to, uh, with, those, with that phrase was like this. That which Rabenu engages in to draw us close and to, uh, to bring us within Hashem Ibach's service. That which Rabbeinu does to draw us close to Hashem. Even that is something small before Rabbeinu's eyes. So this is something that we need to do. To draw people to Hashem's service. But Rabbeinu's mission is far loftier than this. Many people might question the same thing that Aminatan is asking. Aminatan said, I stood there dumbfounded with with a doubt. Because according to what it seems to our dad, Rabbi Nathan says, me and perhaps all the students, there's no greater mission and avodat Hashem than this. Then what? To draw people close to God. What's bigger than this? So how can Rabbeinu say, this is on something that you guys need to do? Doesn't Rabbeinu say so many times that the main thing is to draw people close to Hashem? So what's he talking about? Rabbeinu says there are naked souls, souls that are rid of Torah and mitzvot, souls that have no zechuyot. Different teachings, Rabbeinu brings this down. There are naked souls that cannot enter a body at all. And the great pity that we have for these souls is so big. It's bigger than anyone that's alive. Because there are other souls, they, they've already entered bodies, they've had children, they've done mitzvot, they have zechuyot, they have merits. But this compassion and this pity that we have, for these naked souls is so great. Because they cannot ascend up above. They cannot rectify themselves. And also down below, they're not able to enclose themselves within a body. They cannot come down here, be reincarnated within a body. It's a complicated, a complicated inyan that really no, uh, 
very few tzaddikim in history have been capable of rectifying souls at this level. Specifically the Nishamot and Moshe Rabbeinu that are able to come and do this. Rabbi Nachman, Bar Shem Tov, the Ariya Kadosh had some ability to do this. Of course, Rabbi Shimon, Rabbeinu, uh, Moshe Rabbeinu, different Nishamot, very special Nishamot in history. Maybe a few others that were able to engage in this Inyan of the Bar that we call the Master of the Field that um, takes care of all the souls. Rabbeinu said this is one of his main missions to take care of Nishamot, specifically the naked ones that Mamash um, even the greatest tzaddikim before him could not do this task. So Rabenu says there are these naked souls that cannot be rectified. They cannot be rectified. They cannot go up. They cannot go down into a body. They're left wandering in this limbo. They they have no fix. And there are also incarnations in the world that have not yet been revealed. What's the kavana? There are incarnations that they spoke about in the books that have already been revealed through the earlier teachers, through the earlier tzaddikim, perhaps the Kadosh and other greater tzaddikim. But there are other incarnations that have yet not been revealed at all in the world. Rabbeinu continues, there's also a, a desire that comes from one's Incarnation, that this incarnation it almost tempts another person. It tempts the person to um, to travel constantly. It gives him a temptation to travel constantly. So this man then begins to get ready to travel, and afterwards, afterwards, he it uh, he's not successful and doesn't end up traveling. Of course, these inyanim are very interesting, almost very complex. What does this have to do with incarnations, about traveling, about what does the Rabbi Nachman mean that there are incarnations that haven't yet been revealed in the world, meaning there are neshamot that need to be brought back and incarnations that yet have not been brought back? Or, of course, this is very deep. Um, I do not understand this whatsoever, but um, I hope that Hashem Bach can illuminate our perspective and our understanding of these subjects because Mamash, these are... These are very deep and very complex and who can go to the sof of the Kavanah of what Rabbeinu is trying to mention here um, with regard to this. And Rabbeinu does mention in Sichot Aran Seif Resh if you go to uh, lesson 280 of Sichot Aran Rabbeinu speaks about uh, the fact that there are Neshamot that are outcasts are outcast souls um, perhaps naked souls that can only be elevated through the traveling and the wandering of a of a tzaddik. So there's connections here, but nonetheless, Hashem um, Bach should illuminate our understanding and perception of these teachings, and Bezat Hashem that we should take these teachings and the practice and the the simple application of these teachings for the to change ourselves for the better Bezat Hashem.